Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, uh, Twilight Zoniest, Dune Buggy Flippingist, uh, Bullshit Artingist recap podcast of The Bachelorette ever. Ever. Yes. And what an episode. My oh. goodness. My God, did you did you also like just stand up and cry in solidarity with the bro union? Because that was just <laughs> incredible for me. I love what is happening on this season. I'm very so into it. Much. I. It's exactly what I needed. It's the palate cleanser that we needed after Matt James' train wreck of a season. Mm-hmm. Like hundred percent. This is what I just said to my to my parents because we watched it together. Just I just finished watching it and we were like comparing it. It's like, okay, so last season they were picking off women one by one for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Just for completely arbitrary, like, oh, well, producers brought in four new women and through no fault of their own. And so now we're just going to give them a hard time because they exist. And they ended up being some of the most interesting women on the season. Mm -hmm. So that was dumb. And this time it's like, we see right through everyone's bullshit and we are just, we're going to get rid of you. We're going to, we're going to root you out and we are going to exercise you from this process. And Mm -hmm. I, I'm so here for it. I feel like their radar is dead on. I don't know oh, about you, yeah. but I feel like they're, I agree. Cause sometimes, you know, when the contestants in the house say that they get a bad vibe from someone, I'm not seeing it, but these are like very obvious. <laughs> I mm-hmm. feel like it's like, yeah, these are terrible people. And I am enjoying, uh, well, I, I'm enjoying all the screen time that Trey is getting. that's making me really happy um i enjoy aaron so very much like so Mm -hmm. very much and who knew that hunter was gonna step up to the plate surprise that was a twist i didn't expect did not see that at all i thought he's gonna be just pure like comedic relief putz man and lo and behold uh he's he has truly stepped up to the plate and let so, me tell you something yeah. great about this season, because you're right. It is it is a wonderful palate cleanser. Yes. But the thing about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is it does lean towards a very like sanitized, conservative, almost puritanical uh, cultural and political slant, even though, you know, it, it appeals across the board. But like culturally, that's just where it sits, which means if you have conservative relatives the bachelor and the bachelorette may be one of the few cultural items that you actually share with them. That's the one little sliver of crossover in your Venn diagram. So I want you to point out to them the power. Okay. The power of collective action and organizing, (laughs) because let me tell you, it is you're, you're watching it play out here. This is exactly it. So you know what the show, it, 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 creates it manufactures drama okay to to fuck with our contestant proletariat that's how the show has always worked because they're all isolated on their own because it's a you know finger it's a contest so we're all competing against each other so you know if you're here for the right reasons you can't care about the other people that are you know 
presumably also here for the right reasons. Right. But when you organize and you say, no, drama machine, I refuse to accept you. And instead, we are going to band together. We're going to root out the shitheads. We're going to root out all these, these, you know, insurgents who create drama in our lives. And it's just going to come down to who Katie actually wants to be with without any bullshit and out any pretense. We're going to take the trash out for her. And Katie says, yes, I respect that. And, and because I care about each one of you, I'm going to listen to your, your, you know, collective agreement that you, that you've come to. And this is what we have. It's a beautiful thing. Okay. So support your local union is what I'm saying. There you go. There you go. <laughs> wow. That was, uh, <laughs> That was quite the ride. Um, that's yeah, that's that's yeah. what I'm here for. That was good. OK, so let's just start at the beginning of this episode, because we we start with Carl being the worst. Uh, and and so we're right back where we were in the in the last episode. And and I love that everybody is mad, you know, and mm-hmm. Trey's like, is this the Twilight Zone, bro? Are we being punked? Um <laughs> Which is, I just really enjoy him. And Christian's like, he keeps making up facts. And I'm like, then they're not facts. Um, Anyway, so Katie's all confused. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, we're going to go right to the rose ceremony. We're Let's just, do it. We're just going right to it. Now, have you read any Greg uh, gossip since we last met? Uh, no, I have not. I've, I've, I've kind of stayed away from from that i, I want to keep this season pure in my mind as much as i can which i always say that and then i always fall off the wagon and end up reading the stuff but i have not read anything about him okay um, <laughs> oh no do you no, know some, I, well, now you have to no, tell me I was, no 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 i was just saying all that reddit stuff has been really interesting you know the whole like he can't be racist because he played basketball was just such a strange thing to say Um, but I still don't know if any of that has any roots in reality at all. Do you know what I mean? So that's, yeah, it's impossible to say really at this point, but a lot of people are talking about how he's, um, like he's lying about his job. So I don't know if that's true or not, but interesting. another thing is that, and I don't even know what his listed job was so i'm not really sure what like marketing sales rep or something i mean but the thing is like look bad greg why are you doing But like that's such a nebulous term like oh i'm in marketing or sales or one of those two like you could that could be anything right that's like that's like uh you know she by sheree being like uh oh well it's my joggers are coming out early spring summer fall Mm-hmm. you know whatever anyway yeah we don't know that could be a real housewives literally anything fans. you're welcome uh <laughs> i i anytime i i i butchered that line though uh it's like what is it oh god hold on i need to get this right because otherwise i'm gonna beat myself up later um probably um more september or um that is spring summer <laughs> when she was asked when her joggers are coming out she was like September, well, spring, summer. Um, you know, and, just the and, whole year. Yeah, and I was just like, so when? <laughs> um, and that's how, that when I am trying to push a deadline, that's how I answer. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I'm just not sure about Greg, but he swoops in. I My, my uh, conspiratorial mind is like, he's going to be the next one that they get out. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't know because yeah. I feel like Greg has kind of been separate from the other guys. You don't at, at least I don't remember seeing him with no, the other he, men as much. He kind of blends in. I mean, it is a I mean, all these guys are there's there's like 9000 Gregs, okay? There's a lot of just like white guys with a little bit of stubble. So um, they all kind of blend together. So Greg, Greg didn't have a major role in this episode. That's for sure. He had like one like strong Katie one-on-one moment so that we as audience members could be like, oh yeah, Greg, I remember him. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. It was like, here, he's coming to comfort her. Um, and so he, but he's also not part of this men's union as far as I was able to see. He's a scab. Well, I mean, they did say that they like collectively decided, but I, yeah, I don't know what kind of role he plays. He certainly wasn't elected, like you know, treasurer or something no, of, of the I, bro union. He was not on. He was not part of like the executive committee or the board or what what have you. <laughs> um, so anyway, we have so we have the sort of ceremony, and she's and I got really nervous because before going into this, she was like, "I trust Carl," and I was like, "No, don't do it." And then, um, okay, so. I I think I got most of the roses. Uh, David and I wrote who? Because um, I barely have seen him, but we kind of find out why later. She mentioned something. Um, Hunter, why? Uh, well, okay, maybe he's okay. Um, some other guy we talked to, uh, talked over because we were fighting about Courtney. My mom was like, I don't think Courtney's cool. And I literally paused the episode and I was like, Mom, I need to tell you why I think Courtney is great. <laughs> <laughs> and by the end of the episode, she was like, okay, I think Courtney's great. And I was like, thank you. Um, Mike P. Um, and then there's the interruption of the rose ceremony. And I was actually surprised that Mike P. was the one who was like, hey, uh, we got to talk. So that was yeah. actually really good, I thought. Um, and the good, so the smart thing that these men are doing is they are joining forces so that she can't just pick off one of them who's like loud. Cause Aaron would be the one who would probably get let go if it was just Aaron saying this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, you know, cause all right, well you already had a problem with one guy. Now you have a problem with another guy. And now you have a problem with another guy. Then yeah. it's like, okay, is the problem you, so it's smarter that they're kind of taking turns. Yeah. Um, so anyway, old Michael gets a rose, Connor, Courtney, Trey, Justin, Andrew M, Christian, Josh, Brendan, James, and Aaron. Um, and luckily, Carl goes home. And he doesn't even, nothing, no hugs, no, <laughs> no handshakes. No, nothing. Nothing. Just out the door, which out is interesting door. because he says before that he's like, "I'm not gonna go without a fight." Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna get sent home and blah blah and all this. And he literally just walt- waltzes out the door like it's nothing. Also, he does karate before he gets eliminated. Do you, you notice, like right before the rose ceremony, he's I like shadow him. boxing, um, and it looked ridiculous. Uh, and, and that's that's the best part. Like he's he's such a fraud and a goofball and a villain and. He's not even a good one because he's spineless. So he's just like I'm, a Tony Robbins fanboy, and I just can't with him. I just hate worst, people like that. I really, I can't abide that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're gonna follow someone who's like clearly so abusive, like you're not good at your job. Not good. And no. I don't think this is gonna do anything for his career. 
at all. Like I think it's gonna oh. it could hurt it for sure. Oh um, yeah. Easily. So that's Easily. fun um for him. But yeah, I was like talking to my parents about this too because uh mom, by the time you listen to this, I don't know, it'll probably be four weeks in the future because you finally caught up to listening to this. So hi from the past. Uh but anyway, so what my mom was saying was, oh, I did hear that part where you you were comparing Carl and Eric and saying that Eric is the type of motivational speaker who's genuine and Carl's not. And I said, yeah, I stand by that. And it's just got even more and more apparent because it's like, it's just so glaringly obvious to me. Like when Eric came on the show, he like snuck that stuff in a conversation because it's just like who he is. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. in every fiber of his being. But yeah, like Carl is just full of shit. What does your name say, by the way? I can just see the Carl Kara. Is it karaoke or what does it say? No, it's karate. Oh, Carl karate. Okay. Because <laughs> he did, cause he did are karate. You sure, are you sure it was karate? How do you know? Do you know? Uh, I, I don't know. I okay. was just, I don't think he was doing anything that's anything. That's the thing. Thought, yeah. Maybe it was Tybo. <laughs> Yeah, I, it could have been Taibo. It could have. It was. It was literally just like punching and kicking in the air. So I, I, I if it was a certain form of martial, like someone's like, uh, clearly he was doing kung fu, sir. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. what I'm saying. I didn't like, know. How do you know? Uh, anyway, yeah. so okay. Um, so then we get to the group date. Love is about honesty, and I need a hundred percent. Dot dot dot. And okay, I fully thought this date was gonna suck so bad and i was like nick is here like why Ugh, just go back to waukesha nick uh <laughs> but it know, actually right? ended up being like a very a very special episode mm-hmm. and yeah we were like we were like god this is so heavy today all this stuff it is, is extremely so heavy. heavy and honestly like the way they set this up right so they have just a circle of chairs and then Nick, of all people, is like, okay, we're all going to be open and honest now. And everybody yeah. just kind of buys in, well, almost everybody buys in and, and and does it. It seems like they're being very open and honest, which is weird, uh, yes. considering you're on a TV show and you're vying for a woman's affection. She's right here. And she's just like, tell me the worst thing about you. And it seems like they all had something pretty good. So, yeah, not bad. Uh, I actually like this a lot better than the lie detector test because lie detector yes. tests are bullshit. Mm-hmm. They measure your stress and it, it all it does is raise suspicion when there may be no need to. But when you ask someone to just be, you know, honest and open, you can tell if they are or not. If they're like, no, I have never done anything I am ashamed of. Like, yeah, well. <laughs> as like, one person all, does. Yeah, we all have. Um I I don't know how I feel about Hunter's stuff, but maybe that's just because I'm like divorced and I was like, I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell if he was passing. I got to just watch him more. I'm like, is he passing the buck or like diffusing the blame a little bit between, you know, or like blaming on something else or was it really just they grew apart? It's hard to tell. I don't know. I always get really suspicious about that stuff because I've dealt with someone who's used very vague language to like diffuse blame. But he seems genuine. I think I just have like a uh, a guard up because we were like making fun of him. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, I, yeah, I don't know. And and it's, it's odd too because like we don't, we really don't get the full picture of 
I mean, we, we get like most of the like the sob stories, and you know, I did this terrible thing, and I did this bad thing, and I was an alcohol like real like legit shit. Yeah, the Connor um, one was like, that was heavy. yeah, yeah, that was fucking heavy. So again, I'm 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 still on Team Connor. Thank you for your your honesty because that's fucked up. He basically was just like, yeah, I was an alcoholic and I was an abusive piece of shit, and I'm just trying to get my life together. It's like, damn, dude. Yeah, okay. I'm coming around to Connor for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're acknowledging our our failures and we're trying to be better every day. Good job. Good job. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying with I think I think Hunter's better than I'm giving him credit for, but I'm just still holding him at arm's length. We'll see. I really Aaron's we didn't get a lot of, but I liked where his was going. I think Mm -hmm. everybody's been in that. And he's like 26. Right. So. It's like, yeah, even at 26, young. he's like, you know, well, I didn't feel like I was the man I wanted to be for someone. It's like, yeah, that's 100% understandable. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. like, that isn't that wild. And like, Courtney, we didn't really get to hear his, but he was just talking about like the importance of trust. Like, that was all good. That was yeah. actually the moment where my mom went, okay, Courtney seems normal and cool. Mm-hmm. For like the nope. 10 seconds he was on there. And I was like, see, see. And she's like, I actually think he's cuter now too. And I was like, well, I looked at his Instagram. Okay. So I have a, I'm thinking about that. Okay. So now it's interesting though, because we get like little snippets, obviously not the full story. Um, but we get little snippets of everybody and then we get to Thomas. Okay. And Thomas is, he's, he's the new villain. Carl's out. Thomas is in. Yeah. And we don't actually really hear much of what Thomas is saying. We see him smile a few times and we, we just hear like a few sentences here and there. But we, what we do get is we get the other men in the house reacting to thomas uh which well, is this is the magic of reality television um we don't actually hear what he says but we are inclined to believe that he was basically like oh i've got plenty of red flags but instead of telling you about them i'm going to spin this in a certain way so it came off he comes off as like a politician in a lot of ways which well he is did not good. say he did say and we did hear him say oh i came on because i thought i could build a platform yeah which lit- that's bad. <laughs> that's real bad. Like he literally. Yeah. Like, like you could admit a lot of bad things, but maybe not that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, he come was on, like, dude. He was like, I thought I could build a platform. Like I saw this opportunity, like Instagram followers, whatever. And it's like, listen, we all know that that's like a side effect of the show, like an added perk of the show. But the thing is, if you're not yourself, if you're not genuine on the show, that never works well. It always backfires. The people who have the biggest followings and platforms after the show are the ones who showed up and just mm-hmm. kind of did their thing. You know, you're not going to like, um, cause what did Mike Virgin say? You know, he said like, protect your heart. Like, uh, what's his face used to say, uh, what was his name? Oh my God. Was it Casey? What was it? You know, I'm going to garden, protect your heart, you know, oh, with, like, yeah. and stuff. Anyway, So, um, so that, you know, it's like people like that who do that sticky stuff don't, don't really make it that far. And it's like, love or hate Nick Vile. (laughs) He is very much who he is. Yeah. You 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 get what you get. You know exactly what you're getting with him. You get what you get. And you don't get upset, Sammy. Um, so it's just like, yeah, I mean, he's been pretty consistent and, He's like, you know, consistently shitty. Yeah, he's had like his temper tantrums on the show and shit. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, 
you wouldn't fake that stuff. You wouldn't fake being a mope, you know? So, but you know, it's like, I look at someone like Becca Martinez, I think is a great example of someone who did really well on the show is Mm -hmm. such a genuine human being and has built that into a platform. But I don't think she came on like that. I think she was like, I'm 22 and I'm a nanny and I'm bored. So yeah. like, let's just go do this thing and see what we can do. Which and is a like, great thing to do, by yeah, the way. That's- yeah. <laughs> and I think those are the, you know, those are the people who will get a following and who will get a platform because people are just interested in, in what they're about, you know? And it's like, even though, like I look at someone like Courtney and I think, his Chiron nu- nutrition entrepreneur is um, not doing him any favors because like I said, there's a lot of people on the internet who think that means like he's involved in a pyramid scheme and he yeah. built his own fucking company at like in his early twenties. And that's so impressive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but he's not leaning into that at least not yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. To like try to like sell more supplements or whatever. He's really just kind of coming in when it makes sense to come in and contributing when it makes sense to contribute. And he's not like taking up too much space. And it's like, you look at that and it's like, yeah, that's how you, that's how you should be acting on a show like this. And yeah, just to hear this guy just flat out be like, yeah, well, you know, I thought it was for a platform, but, but then I didn't realize like how much I was going to fall for Katie and everyone's just and like I just want to give an Emmy to Justin's eyebrows um, (laughs) because they're just really good like every reaction like I love that Aaron's kind of like you know the loud the loud one Mm-hmm. you know or just like the blunt one right like i don't like you <laughs> like, he's just like he's not that loud but he's just like very blunt i don't like you i don't like what you're doing um justin just says everything with his eyebrows you know and then like very expressive you know mike and hunter are kind of like peacekeepers and then like trey's our comic relief so mm-hmm. like it's just it's just a really nice arrangement we got going on but yeah i couldn't I couldn't believe he said that stuff. Um, and then Katie opens up about, um, you know, about like being, you know, assaulted essentially. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which, wow. I mean, I, I did not, again, like she's, when she said that she hadn't really talked about that before. And then it's like, not only are you telling a, a room full of potential suitors and Nick vile, uh, but also <laughs> like, millions of people technically like that's yeah. that's like a big thing to talk about so and, and then that's a wonderful contrast too because i mean if you think about like that level of honesty and vulnerability that she's willing to show with these guys to show how serious she is and then you look at like what thomas said or didn't say you're just like oh yeah you fucked up dude yeah he just <laughs> like, really it's just all flash and no substance and um yeah and then we find out about old michael being a widower and you're like, oh, that's rough, you know. So it was just, it was just a very, yeah, it was a really powerful segment. And I was actually really surprised by it. Um, mm-hmm. And there were a couple nice moments she had after that with Justin and Connor. Um, and then, and then she goes and talks to Thomas, and he's like. He's kind of saying the same stuff to her one-on-one. 
Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, you know what? I'm just satisfied with my talk, so I'm going to go again. <laughs> yeah, let me let me get a redo on that. And then he's like stalking behind Aaron, like one of the people who's going to call you out for doing that. So that's yeah. kind of a bad idea, you know. Like, Not great. And, and yeah. this is interesting, too, because... You know, each each season, there's there's certain like norms on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette that you don't violate. But one of those that has a little bit of leeway is the, you know, can I steal you for a second? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's different, too, I think, between The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. But I love that these guys want this to be the fairest competition. They want it to be the least reality TV uh, competition ever. Yes. And they're so committed. <laughs> they're like, no, you're like, your time is your time. And we're going to stick to this and we're going to keep everything fair. And there's going to be no. So the fact that like Thomas does this on top of this other bullshit, but that he does this thing that would at best in other seasons, just be seen as like an annoyance or a faux pas or something to be forgotten. And these guys like, no, you've broken. Clearly a union rule has been violated here, Thomas. This is simply, yeah, not done, you know? Mm -hmm. And Yeah, so they're just like, this guy sucks. Like, he's next on the chopping block. And these men are dedicated to, like, weeding out the undesirables. And I really am just the biggest fan of Aaron and Justin. I think they're amazing. And, and you know, I love that, you know, Aaron was like, listen, you know, like, he says that he's, or no, Thomas, Thomas, this is what happens first. I forgot. Thomas mm-hmm. tells the guys like, oh, well, I told Katie I was falling in love with her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Aaron was just, and then Justin's eyebrow shot all the way up. Like, yeah. Past his forehead. Like, Why would you say that you've known her for five minutes? Also, you're clearly lying. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, nobody believes it. You know, it's like um, the, you know, Clarendale, whatever. But it was like right away. She was just like, I'm taking him home, you know, and it was like pretty mm-hmm. obvious that they were into each other. I mean, I think she was more into him, but you know, whatever. But, um, I mean, now they're back together. Are they back together? I, I thought you said they were. Yes, they yeah. are. Well, I mean, it depends that. Yes, they are. <laughs> In what? a se- they're, they're not, they're not like re-engaged. If that, does that make sense? Like they're just like seeing where things go. Oh, so what does that mean? I don't know. I think I think they're dating, but they're not com- recommitted to marriage, or at least they're not saying they're recommitted to marriage. But they're like together and dating and taking Instagram pictures. So for all intents and purposes, they are together. Asterix, they're not technically engaged anymore, but whatever. Okay. All right. Okay. Anyway, so, but it was like one of those things. <laughs> I'm, where I'm covering like, off so the lawyers don't come after us here. Right. But it's like, it was like, it felt genuine, like even, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Like you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Go leave and let's start a new season. Sure. Why not? Well, the rules don't matter anymore. So that was, that was an interesting thing that's never happened before. And, uh, but yeah, it's just like, yeah, like nothing, there's like nothing behind thomas's eyes and no. it's chilling um yeah do, do i think aaron went to bridge too far yes but uh i do think he's full of shit for sure um and this was around the time too when we find out that uh this was like still the night of that date we find out from katie that 
we didn't see David a lot because he's really uncomfortable on the show. Mm-hmm. So I keep going, who's this David guy? <laughs> and the reason we haven't been seeing him, because Trey took to the cameras like moth to a flame, which surprised yeah. me. I didn't think he, like, I was like, oh, he's like a software engineer. He's a nerd, blah, blah, blah whatever, ball, ball pit. He, he's not going to be on camera a lot. And he's just loving it. He's just like yeah. offering he's going great. best commentary. He's He's looking great and doing great. And I'm such a fan. I really love all of his. Like, it is like, yeah, that just like added kind of funny commentary to everything else. He really has been the narrator for the episode. And I appreciate him for it. But yeah, David, on the other hand, is like the introvert that I thought Trey was going to be. And Mm -hmm. we haven't. Yeah, we don't really see him because the environment makes him uncomfortable. But I thought it was really sweet of Katie to be like, gentle with that you know and be like hey i acknowledge this and thank you for trying and putting yourself out there and everything like that and then she was like going through all the men and it really felt like she was gonna pick thomas and i was like no i feel sick and then she was like connor would you like the rose and i was like oh good good like crisis averted because i was like if well i mean i guess the the it would have been made for better tv if she had mm-hmm. given the rose to Thomas, but for the men's sake, because they all the veins would have popped out of their heads. Like, oh, yeah, they would have lost I'm it. Really glad that Connor got it. Um, so then we go to the one on one date with old Michael. Sorry, dad Michael. Dad Michael. <laughs> and she's in a dune buggy and she totally like flips it. Completely, like completely I, over on top of itself. I thought it's like horrifying. over. And then she's like, do you want to go riding again? And I was like, what is this woman made of? It's amazing. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty like, impressive. I, yeah. I thought she was just going to have like a compressed spine, but turns out she was ready for Maybe, a hot date. Yeah. She's just like, I don't have an amygdala. And I'm like, oh, got it. Understood. <laughs> Makes uh, sense. <laughs> I don't feel fear. So, yeah, that was that was nice or whatever. Uh, their date's fine. Uh, they connect and kiss and all that. And it's very romantic. And they're out under the stars. And he says some very sweet things and and made her cry a lot. Um, and I, I'm just going to talk about this full date. And then we can talk about the things that the men talked about while they were on this date. But here was what was happening on my end. Is my parents just kept trying to place who they thought Michael looked like. And then they decided that he looked the most like Sean Hayes and that he sounded like Sean Hayes. And I was like, don't really think he looks that much like Sean Hayes. Yeah. Um, I wasn't getting that. (laughs) I was like, maybe him mixed with somebody else. And then they were like, oh my God, he even sounds like it. And I'm like, how long has it been since you've seen Sean Hayes do anything? I think your memory (laughs) is not so good. Anyway, so... Um, so I missed a lot of this stuff, but <laughs> because they kept talking, but I, but he, his sleepless in Seattle moment, cause he is really Tom Hanks in sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. It's really who he is. And he's, and he even uses like such a good line, you know, what a blessing to fall in love twice. Oof, that's very sweet. He seems like a very nice guy. Yeah. He, he yeah. seems he seems legit too. Like I, I believe him. He's not full of shit. No, he doesn't. Um, yeah, he doesn't seem full of shit. And like, there's a right and a wrong way to bring up a dead spouse, right? On the yeah. show, like, um, most 
people on the show, I think, have found like the natural opening to bring that up and say, hey, here's what here's what's in my history and here's what's going on. And you just should know this. And and that's mm-hmm. totally, you know, that's a part of your life and that's fine. But then there's like Kelsey Poe. And I just will never forget that for my entire life because I'm just like, that was the, 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 it was just such an, listen, everybody deals with grief differently, I suppose. But the way she dealt with it was very strange and uh, <laughs> not ready for TV, I don't think. And no, I don't think so either. Uncomfortable. Um, so, and, and the other thing is, is like you got to realize, like these people are on like a majorly accelerated timeline, so everything they're doing has to feel extremely unnatural. So, I would imagine talking about something like, "Oh, let me tell you about my dead spouse." Like that's got to be very difficult. So, uh, yeah, but she, kudos. but she kept being like, "Oh, I need to talk about my darling," you know, so and so, and she just like, "Do you remember that?" Yeah, no, she was weird. She did it wrong. <laughs> okay, I was like, me after sure saying, we agree. there's no right or wrong way to talk about something. No, she did it the wrong way. <laughs> that was, that was, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, like everybody deals with that stuff in a different way. I totally get that. But that was just so strange. Just yeah. the, like, because it's like, if you walk away from a conversation like that and go, did she kill her husband? Like that is probably not, not the kind of experience you want to have. You're not really looking for that. So yeah, that's just like a little concerning. Um, but I also just think she just wasn't meant for TV. No, you know, I think that's really what it was is she wasn't meant for TV. So anyway, so that was all. So that was a very, yeah, he really, he has that rom-com, you know, thing down pat and he got katie crying and uh it was just very sweet and yeah and i think it was sweet for him to say you know listen this relationship is always going to hold a place in my heart and it will never go away and it will never Mm -hmm. be replaced but something else could also come in and i i thought that was very sweet yeah very sweet and honest so, too. Like it's, it's yeah. it, it seems like, cause it's, it is, it's the truth. It's like, is that like that other thing is going to go away? Um, right. It's never going to, he's never going to forget her or feel differently. Like that's a tragedy. And, and I think it was great for Katie to be so supportive of that too. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and be like, I would never, you know, and then, and then my parents are like, well, how could you ever send him home after that? I said, I think he just solidified his top four spot. And I think if he doesn't get chosen uh, at the end, he's going to beat The Bachelor. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of coast off of that and, and your momentum will carry you quite far. So he's yeah. he's going places. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. yeah. And that's how you do it, Thomas. And he was mm-hmm. just telling his story. He was just sharing what's happened in his life. And yeah. it was compelling enough and sweet enough you know, and it's like, and it feels like when Zach opened up with Tasha. Yeah. You know, so about the, a- the trick is if you want to be the bachelor, uh, maybe you should, uh, you know, uh, reopen the emotional wound of the tragic passing of your beloved wife of 16 years. That's really all it takes. Yeah. What's at wrong the end with of the day. Why can't you do that? Yeah. Get it together. Come on. <laughs> um, anyway. Speaking oh. of mics, I, I do have, we, we have a, you know, hot bulletin, do, 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 virgin oh. report. Oh my god! Um, really? 
other mic. Yeah. So, well, no, it's, it's nothing, nothing too good. So I, I consulted with a, uh, a woman of the cloth here, a Unitarian minister. And I was like, okay, here's what's going on the bachelor. Uh, what's up with this cross stuff? Oh, I think I do know your source. <laughs> yeah. And she was just like, 100%, he's just an idiot, okay? So all you, like, weird theologian nerds are like, uh, hey, actually, he's wearing this, so clearly, uh, he, uh, it, no. And he he's used just, this verse, and it came from this Bible, yeah. No. What, he, I, yeah, she completely con- confirmed our belief that he is just a doofus, and that's okay. It's okay to be a doofus, Mike. Um, I will say, though, if you're gonna be a doofus, you're gonna have to learn to dress yourself and tie a tie. Uh, coming from one slob to another, my God, man, uh, he looked like a hot mess real bad. My mom is so not a fan of his. She really doesn't like him, but I will give him credit for interrupting the rose ceremony to prevent Carl from getting any farther. I will mm-hmm. do that, but that's the only, that's all I'm going to give him right now. Yeah. So I anyway, don't think he's a bad person, but he's, no. he's a real goober. But so. he is, yeah, he is a cooper. That's like the perfect <laughs> word for him. Um, but yeah, so during this date, um, like we're we're finding out also, you know, about about what the men think about everything. And Aaron is super pissed because he thinks Thomas thinks his time is more important than everyone else. And he's like, and he, and this was one of my favorite lines. And we actually rewound it to make sure I got it just right. When he was like, I think he's full of shit. And I tell him that to his face. And I think his mom thinks that too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when Aaron just gets going, it's like really fun to watch. Um, and, and yeah, Connor's growing on me for sure. I just see a lot of myself in Connor. So it's just self-hatred. It's fine. Um, yeah. But Connor's just like, yeah, I think it would be best if Thomas leaves. You know, that would be really good. And Trey's like, enough is enough. (laughs) (laughs) Am I right, guys? (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. And then while they're having this like big conversation as a group, Hunter pulls Thomas aside and he's like, hey, uh, that I don't give a fuck attitude. That's really going to backfire on you. (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't really think like what you think it's doing for you. Um, it's not really doing that, like that thing that you think um, it's not looking the way you think it looks. Yeah, that was good. That's a good conversation to have with someone. And then yeah. they're like, oh, <laughs> but then they still pretend like they don't care. It's great. Love that. Yeah. So so that was kind of interesting. Um, and yeah, so then. This is when Aaron's also like, okay, so there's a lot of terminology going around. I'm not going to diagnose anybody. Okay, I'm not going to like, oh, first of all, this was pretty funny. So my mom was a guy or was a guidance counselor for 30 years and she had some words to say about Nick. She's like, um, he's not a certified group counselor. So I don't know <laughs> what he's doing. And I was like, oh, okay. And Out the, of your league, Nick. The therapist comes in and is like, I don't think this is the way to do things. Um, so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but anyway, but yeah, Aaron's just like full, full tilt. He's just like, he's a manipulative psychopath. And I was like, all right, <laughs> whoa. But I do think, I think he wasn't, he's definitely engaging in love bombing. That I think is indisputable. Whether mm-hmm. it's because he's a narcissist is up for debate, but I do feel like he's love bombing Katie. 
and just yeah. saying the things he knows she wants to hear. Sure, sure. Definitely yeah. manipulative. Definitely a pathological liar. Like, I feel that 100%. So all of that stuff was really resonating with me. And then and then to have Hunter come out and lead the conversation as a whole was also very surprising. And, and just be like, all right, so... We've all been talking. I talked to you. There's a problem here. You know, we mm-hmm. think that you're just here to become the bachelor. And he's so, like, oh, wow. Why would you think that? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I want to become the bachelor, but. <laughs> well, and he said all this shit before that, right? Like, oh, well, I thought we, because uh, cause they were basically saying like our experience of you is inconsistent and we just feel like you're really phony and it's just like all like toxic positivity all the time was kind of like the way that they were saying like it's all smiles and good times and laughs and like but where's Mm -hmm. the real person underneath um so that's just like yeah it just feels like a campaign you know and and then and then hunter had to ask like three or four times so did you come on the show to be the bachelor? And he's like, well, you know, uh, I really like all the friendships I've made here. And they're like, yeah. Uh. And then Connor was like, that's a non answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I like how he's, he's so, he's so political about things to the point where it's just like transparently bullshit. And then he's, he's selectively honest. But in in only in ways that make him look terrible. It's pretty yeah. impressive how dumb he is at all of this. So good yeah, on you, pal. Just very very dumb. Um. So yeah, he's just deflecting, 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 and then at the end, he's finally like, "Well, yeah, I mean, I would be lying if I said that I didn't want to be the Bachelor." And everyone's like, "Well, there you have it." And like the reactions from the men, including Justin's eyebrows, were just really good. <laughs> and, they were very good. And it's like one of those things where it's like. I mean, yeah, everyone's probably thinking it, but you don't say it. What are you? No, you don't say it. No, doing you dummy. Which, of course, like if anybody's being honest, it's just like, well, you didn't win, so do you want to be the bachelor? I think most people would be like, yes, uh, unless they absolutely had a you know a terrible time with the concept of reality TV. But you can't know until you're there. What's the second best possibility when you are on the Bachelor, the Bachelorette? And the answer is it being the Bachelor, the Bachelorette. That's that's just reality. Um, so if you're, if you're willing to have that honest conversation, sure. But the way he's just like, uh, well, you know, uh, uh, come on, dude, get it together. Yeah. It's just, gosh, it's just like a whole thing anyway. So, um, so we see previews for the next episodes, episode or episodes and, uh, fun waxing segment excited for that i am excited for future waxing as well love, love a good a, wax on the love bachelor. a good 40 year old virgin <laughs> reference <laughs> um and i love yeah it looks like they're really gonna keep going in on thomas which good like yeah. he deserves it he sucks like give him all you got i don't care get his ass yeah, let's get him out of here, and then let's start, like, if Greg's next, that would be interesting. Interesting to it. I don't think it's good. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to skate through this season. Anyway, so any other predictions, any other Bachelor Nation news that you need to share? I do have an update on Carly, on Carly Waddell. Ooh, 
Well, that's interesting. I have I have nothing from Batch Nation new this week. And again, like I, I'm trying to keep it mostly spoiler free, but I, the way I see it, if something pops into my news feed from like a legitimate news source and not like you know reality gossip daily or something, you know, if if Newsweek puts an article in my feed, then I think that's that's enough to spoil whatever I need spoiled for me. Um, but yeah, I got I got nothing. Okay, so here's the deal with Carly Waddell. She's okay right now. Everything's fine. Because she had, she was like hospitalized, what, a few days ago, right? Or Mm -hmm. like a week ago. And it was pretty brutal. Um, And Evan posted on her behalf and I ship them. Um, But anyway, so it sounds like she just had some really bad like virus or bacteria or something like that that just took her all the way out. Like, intestinal cramping she like threw up a bunch of times she like passed out almost on a plane or something like it was just really really bad and so so she said the only thing that really helped was just like fluid and rest they don't really know exactly what it was but with time she felt better so everyone carly's gonna be okay and maybe this will be what brings her and evan closer together we we can only hope anyway oh that's the dream i just really do ship them hard the other thing that i haven't got a chance to read yet and i actually just opened it because this will be my little treat after i finish some work tonight is um rachel Lindsay did an op-ed with vulture oh. and um first of all she looks amazing she's got like mod makeup going on and rose nails and stuff and she looks fan freaking tastic not that she doesn't always look fan freaking tastic but she's got like a cool mm-hmm. like vintage vibe to her you know like a bold red lip she's looking really good and and it says rachel Lindsay has no roses left to burn <laughs> i thought i could change the bachelor franchise from within until i realized i was their token that's right it's the system be... is broken yeah you can't it... fix the system you can't reform the system we tear down the system rachel yes I love it. So I'm really excited to read this. Um, and I, I haven't gotten a chance to to look at it yet, but I did see it. that This popped up on my newsfeed like yesterday because I think it just got published yesterday. Let me look. Um, yeah, June 21st, it was published on Vulture. So if you don't currently subscribe to New York Magazine, I don't know what to tell you. Go incognito. <laughs> that usually works. Um, anyway, so, But uh, I think it would be worth it. It would be worth it to read this if you're, you know, Bachelor Nation fan person. Otherwise, a lot of um, news outlets are covering this op-ed as well and kind of pulling out their main takeaways, I think. But yeah, it, it it's pretty, it's, yeah, it's a very long uh, article as I'm scrolling through. So nice in-depth read. Um, ooh, commentary on her season. All kinds of good stuff. So very excited to read this. And I know that there was something else that um, that she, because I know she had expressed her surprise that they let Chris Harrison go. She didn't think mm-hmm. that that was going to happen. Um, and um, it sounds Isn't like it funny how useless he is, though? Like, the more you watch, dude, like, honestly... Real. As much as I love, like, having, like, you know, Taysha or whatever, oh, they're here to, like, offer support. Realistically, even if they weren't there, it wouldn't matter. You don't, like, the, the, the host plays no role in modern reality television. It's such a holdover from, like, early 2000s, you know, like, Survivor kind of setting yes. the template for American reality TV. And 
it it's useless. There's no reason to have a host at this point. I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, but I do like having Tasha and Caitlin there because I just oh, like yeah. they're just likable. Like yeah. yeah. They're just fun um, little but, characters for us. <laughs> there's another so like I've got I still have Bachelor Nation to read, and like I said, I haven't been able to find it yet. It's in a box somewhere and I'll find it and then I'll keep reading it. But Rachel's new book is coming out in January. So I just have to finish Bachelor Nation by January. Yes, then you can have a new book that you're not reading but are trying to read. No, I'm sure I will burn through <laughs> Rachel Lindsay's book. I really yeah. doubt that that'll sit on my shelf and collect any kind of dust at all. But the title of her book is called Miss Me With That, Hot Takes, Helpful Tidbits, and a Few Hard Truths. And you know oh. it's going to be really good. Um, yeah. Because she just, I mean she's she's doing so much work for you know very little credit and mm -hmm. i'm glad she's stepping away i think it makes sense for her to step away you know yeah like yeah i i'm gonna read you one of the last paragraphs of this op-ed and it, maybe that'll entice some folks but um, she says, I'm no longer making myself available to the Bachelor universe, though any contestant past, future or present who needs my advice can call me to the franchise. I'm no longer a figurehead. I'm no longer a spot filler. I'm no longer the face of what's diverse. The goal for me was always to be that person until I could step away because the change had happened and I could sit back and enjoy it. Uh, that hasn't come to pass exactly, but I'll cautiously sit back and watch the next upcoming season with Michelle Young, the next Black Bachelorette to uplift and support her. Um, nice. Good for yeah. her. And then she said, I used to always say, if you want me to shut up, bring in another black lead. Now I wouldn't come back and talk about something if they paid me. Well, maybe if they paid me eight figures. <laughs> 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 so rad. Anyway, so um, it sounds like this kind of, she was probably working on this while all that stuff was going on. So it'll be interesting sure. to read, to read this. Cause, cause they said something about how, um, like the article had been updated to reflect that he was no longer an executive producer. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure exactly. I mean, like I said, this is pretty long. So she's probably been putting this together for a while. So um, I'm interested to see because I feel like so many things have happened so very recently um, yeah. exactly where this is in time. Uh, but anyway, so check it out on Vulture if that's your kind of a thing. If you like reading long articles like I do and uh until next week, you know, root out those bad people in your friends' lives and form a collective to remove them. That's right. That's that's what we've learned. And and also stay safe and healthy and take care of e yourselves and each other. Yeah. And uh, don't do needle drugs. <laughs>